The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hi, everybody. Hello, and welcome. Oh, we're already recording. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just hit the thing. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome. The Quarantine House continues past day 70, Chris. Good morrow, friend. Yeah. Uh, Marty, how are you? I'm... I'm doing all right. Uh, it's, Are it's, you though? Well, yeah, uh, bur- burned the candle at both ends a little bit yesterday. Uh, yeah. Getting up way too early, thanks to my goddamn cats. Uh, and then uh, doing an art fight stream and then joining you and the Leica lads to yeah. catch uh, the tail end of Double or Nothing, uh, which, of course, we will get into later in the show. Um, by all accounts, sounds like that was a very good show. And I mentioned that at the top because we're going to get into some really depressing shit to kick off the show oh god yeah brace yourselves it's uh it's been a pretty shitty week in the pro res up until yesterday um actually up through yesterday yesterday. yeah Yeah. um not not a great week i mean already there was kind of a, a shadow cast upon the week as this marked 21 years since the passing of owen hart at wwf over the edge um, and that was, uh, commemorated. I don't know if that's the right term. Uh, revisited is probably yeah. more accurate, uh, with the season finale of dark side of the ring on Viceland. Um, I did get a chance to catch it. It's very well done. Uh, it brought back the incredible awkwardness of, of, of the memories of that, um, did you were you a WWE guy in '99? Were you watching the papers? Yeah, then? I was. I remember. Um, so it's one of. I mean, I don't want to say it's a. You know, you remember where you were when Kennedy was shot, sort of thing. But I remember yeah. the inst like this the events surrounding finding out about this Owen Hart thing. Yeah, because uh, you know it's the age be- before social media and right. You know, I'm poor and never got pay-per-views, so I didn't really know anything about it until the next morning. Um, you know, this was high school, you know, Attitude Era. Everybody was 
uh, all into wrestling. So you were, you know, walking down the hallway to your locker to go to homeroom and people were, were chattering about it. And that's when I first heard about it and, you know, was obviously shocked and just disgusted by it. And then I remember we, do you ever, did you ever hear of channel one? Remember Channel One? Do you know that? Um, I, I've I've heard of it, but we did not have a Channel One like in my school or anything. So like it's that. like a, a syndicated morning news show for right. schools, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Lisa Ling came from Channel One. Oh no shit! Yeah, and uh, I don't know if anybody else notable has, but I remember her being there. But they even talked about it on like you know yeah. the morning announcement thing uh, about it happening. So that's my, you know recollection of it happening um obviously you know i'd been watching for you know a while so i was familiar with with owen hart and uh, all of his um you know crazy gimmicks and nuggets yeah. and slammy awards and nation of domination and uh you know now he, he was he was i believe he was back to the blue blazer which is the reason for the stunt to begin with I didn't yeah. watch the dark side of the ring. I'm just going I, off of. I I will say it's 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 very very good. It is of course very depressing. Yeah. Um, and it, it certainly makes you want to absolutely motherfuck Vince McMahon and the WWE WWF um, by the end of it. And also, kind of the Hart family doesn't come off great in this. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I, I will like just, Martha or like the others. The others. Uh, okay. Martha comes off like th- the best person in the world, which. Um, you know, when you then uh, compare it to the response that that social media had to her this week mm-hmm. and, and how many people are still mad at her for not letting Owen get into the WWE Hall of Fame and, and, and all these things, I will just oh. very quickly address that by saying, uh, yeah, great idea. Let's have her commemorated, uh, have him commemorated by the people who legit murdered him. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, and what the fuck is the WWE Hall of Fame? It's nothing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it, it's not it's not a physical building. It's not even uh, you know uh, a hallway in Titan Towers. It's right. it's a made up thing in a billionaire's mind. Um, anyway, I digress. It's a very very good episode. But what I remember so vividly was uh, we had a group of friends. We would get together every month for the pay per view, and we'd switch mm-hmm. off different houses. Yeah, you know, uh, everybody would pay in. We'd order pizza. Da, 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 yeah. da. Still happens to this day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what have happened is, last night? Right. <laughs> right. Not for the COVID. Right. Right. But you know, this was, uh, you know, basically like that prime era of like, you yeah. know, you're just old enough where you and your friends, some are starting to drive, all that fun stuff, and yeah. it's like, okay, let's let's get together. And um, I remember very vividly the friend who housed us for uh, over the edge was a super heart fan, like super into Brett, super into Owen, all those things. And when it happened, I remember we all thought that it was uh, a gag or a stunt or something. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when JR had to go on the air and tell us that Owen had died, just the, like you hear a pin drop in the room, just the shock of it all. And, uh, you know, this might get me some uh, flack on on the socials, but I remember the the following night watching the the Owen Hart tribute episode of Raw and just bawling my eyes out. Like it was, yeah, no, it's, it's it was fucking rough. terrible and sad, and yeah. you know the the conversation. I'm sure in Dark Side of the Ring covered that they had to con- that they what Vince decided to continue with the show yes. and yeah. you know Jim Ross and I, I guess Lawler was with him at the time yeah um you know having to. And I'm—I don't know if the competitors who had the the following matches knew about, 
you know, how if he had died or not. I mean, um, there's a there's a spot of blood on the ring the rest of the night, man. Like it's Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it's 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 a it's a grim situation to revisit. Um but one uh that unfortunately kind of um echoed uh some I mean not one to one, but some of the awfulness of this week. Um uh not terribly long after uh, our last episode went up uh, it was discovered uh, that former WWE star half of crime time Shad Gaspard was uh, lost I don't know if lost at sea is the right word uh, missing in the ocean missing in in the ocean Uh, ostensibly he and his son um, went to the beach Uh, there was a significant high tide and undertow situation a lifeguard went to rescue them. Uh, Shad insisted that the lifeguard focus on rescuing his son. Uh, he went under the water, and that was it. On Tuesday, his body resurfaced, and uh, 39 years old uh, passed away. Um, really just uh, a, a real punch to the gut when you hear the, that, that full story, knowing you know he... He legitimately sacrificed himself. Um, yeah, you know he 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 put uh, he put the focus on his son and and what have you. Um, and you know I'm not going to sit here and and say Crime Time was one of the greatest teams in WWE history or or anything like that. But I can say he and and JTG were very very good at what they did. And I mm-hmm. know uh, Shad Gaspard had bigger aspirations. He was getting into acting. In fact, he's. Uh, I, and I didn't even recognize this. He's one of the final henchmen uh, in um, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, and I know Crime Time was supposed to have a little bit of a resurgence of Romania weekend this year before that got all canceled. Um, they mm. were they were popping up on a few different shows. Uh, and, you know, it, it would have been a fun little moment for them to, to sort of, uh, you know, relive the glory days, if, if only for one moment. Um, countless people have come out and just talked about how great uh, a, a guy he was, um, again, I have no personal memories or recollection to add to this. I, all I can really say is it, it's truly sad and, um, you know, really heartbreaking. And uh, I, I think I speak for both of us, Chris, when I say our heart goes out to his family. Uh, and yeah, yeah, just brutal. And um, yeah, the week didn't get much better. As uh, Friday into Saturday, uh, Stardom uh, star uh, Hanakamura, yeah. uh, also seen on the Netflix reality show Terrace House, um, she posted some rather alarming uh, tweets, uh, posting images of self-harm. Yeah. Um, this was posted at roughly midnight 2 a.m japanese time something like that yeah it was it was in it was around 3 to 4 p.m uh eastern time because yeah. i remember i was looking through twitter and jordan grace retweeted them you know asking um or retweeted i think the the subsequent tweet after the explicit photos was like just buy so jordan Gre- uh jordan grace sent a retweet asking anybody you know who was in the area or has a way to contact her directly to to check up on her and yeah. it kind of stuck with me throughout the afternoon um so i was looking on twitter friday night and i, I went to her account and those pictures were taken down i didn't see anything else um, but I, I thought that, okay, you know, they were, they had been taken down. So maybe she, 
he got some help and decided it shouldn't be a good thing to be up there and took them down herself. And um, yeah. she may have. I don't know how they exactly got taken down. Uh, but I woke up. I woke up Saturday morning to the to the awful news. Yeah, to my understanding, Twitter actually uh, pulled the images down. Yeah. Um, they they try to uh, you know police images of self harm and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, to sort of fill in the blanks, uh, Kyrie Sane, aka Kyrie Hojo, when she was in. Mm -hmm. Uh, stardom she saw these messages and she basically did everything she could to ring up everyone she knew on the other side of the pond including the ownership of stardom and uh hanakamura's mother hanakamura was a second generation star daughter of um kyoko kimura Mm. um they found her and uh she had apparently uh overdosed on I'm I I'm struggling to remember the name of what she took, but she overdosed on something, and uh, she passed away in her mother's arms. Oh God! Yeah. Um. Basically, what had caused this was uh, Hannah Kamara being on the reality show Terrace House, which um, I've seen a little bit of, and it's genuine. Up through this point, I would describe it as genuinely one of the nicest reality shows I've ever seen. Um, she was on the show, uh, and she was on it because she was going to be like the next big star for stardom. Uh, her mm-hmm. and Julia were supposed to be like, you know, the, the, um, I don't know, Naito and Okada for, for stardom. And, uh, so they're like, oh, let's put you on a reality show. And sure, yeah. there was an incident where, um, her gear was thrown into laundry with someone else's laundry and it got put into the dryer and it shrunk. Okay. And like this gear was like the gear she wore at the Tokyo dome this year. It was like yeah. a very important gear to her. So she flipped out and slapped a hat off of the guy who did its head. And I mean, in, in the grand scheme of reality show hijinks, that's really low on the totem pole. Very low. But of course, culture is different. And, <clears throat> Uh, this resulted in Hanakamura receiving um, significant cyberbullying, significant uh, uh, hate mail, and uh, horrible tweets in her direction. Um, I saw something somewhere about one of the last tweets she liked was something about, you know, the world would be better without you in it and, mm. and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, uh, and I, I was listening to Observer Radio this morning and – uh, they were sort of talking about what was going on because of coronavirus. The show stopped production. They couldn't produce oh. new episodes. And this was like the last episode that aired. Oh. So because of that, there hadn't been other things to sort of distract a very fervent fandom. Right. And the attacks just kept coming. And it, and it wasn't like she also had wrestling to uh, preoccupy, her, preoccupy mind. her mind. Yes. And um it's just a nightmarish and hellish thing uh, to to happen there. Um, 22 years old, far too young to be lost like this. Um, I, I Again, I, I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I, I was such a big fan of her work. I know we saw her in the six-woman tag uh, at the top of the Madison Square Garden show at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um this past April or uh, sorry, April last year. Um, And I know she was part of the stardom tag that kicked off uh, wrestle kingdom weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very clear that, you know, she, she was being groomed to be 
a very, very big star. Um, but instead, you know, the uh, a life has been cut short, and it's just due to rather People. shitty human behavior. And yeah. um, it's just a it's just a fucking shame. Uh, you know, I, I know we we mock and we point fingers here on this show, um, but I would like to think that we never we never attack in in such a way as to cut to the core of these people. Look, I'll motherfuck the Undertaker all day. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's a husband and a father, and somebody passes prime. But um, I'm not going to say that he should, you know, kill himself. That's no. that's just you know, there's there's a line, and yeah. um, there's a level of uh, of, of God. I, I hate to use the words "couth" and "Twitter" in the same yeah. um, sentence, but you just don't be a dick. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 really what it boils down to, more more than anything else. You know, uh, I I can sit here and talk about uh, all the many good things uh, that that Twitter has brought to me. Um, legitimately, it's how I met my wife. Um, uh, I uh, I also can point to things like Simpsons quote of the day is one of the greatest yeah. accounts on the internet. Um, you know, all these different things, but a lot of it is uh, an overflowing cesspool and. It's fucking unfortunate. And pornography. Yeah. Yes. Of course. The pornography store. That's where it was. <laughs> I was buying pornography. pornography. <laughs> um, long story short, uh, it, it's it's a truly sad situation. It's a truly sad day, and um, I don't know that we're going to learn anything from this. But, no, probably uh, not. But uh, if we can, I certainly hope it's that people think a little bit before they hit send, um, because. Oh, uh- I would love to think yeah. that there's, you know, going to be a lesson learned overall from yeah. this, but human beings are in, I think, you know, uh, there's an inherent uh, awfulness inside and not everybody has the ability to uh, self-actualize and realize that that's not the way to go. Um, and I think that that's ramping up in recent uh, times, um, you know, just worldwide. Uh, not just in the cesspool of a country we live in, um, where it's exponentially increasing the terribleness of people. Um, but I, I just, I, I wish I could be hopeful. I don't know if it's just the terrible uh, cloudy day or everything that we just talked about. Uh, you know, getting, making me all Debbie Downer here. But I just, we're fucked. And <clears throat> the only thing we can do as individuals is just try to do anything that we can to not um, further that and not uh, not go down that road, take right. the, you know, to cliche it up, take the high road. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of saying some terrible things on Twitter. Again, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, say I'm better than anybody. Right. Um, I, but again, I haven't, uh, you know, done the the world would be better without you in it sort of sort of thing and yeah. i think that that's what separates us from the total shit bags of the world yeah so on that note i think this is where we pull up we try to we try to bring talk the, about the last ride <laughs> this is where we try to uh we, we try to bring the ha-has back and get back into our normally scheduled programming um but in short uh don't be assholes to each other and um uh, like I, I threw it on our social media. Uh, call your loved ones. Tell them, tell them you care. Um, it, it goes a long way. All right. 
So, pro wrestling this week, Chris. Uh, beyond those nightmarish stories we just talked about, uh, we've had some returns in professional wrestling. We've had the stupidest tagline ever uh, put upon a match that will most certainly not live up to it. And we had a pay-per-view that at least by its end had one of the greatest spectacular most ridiculous things I've ever seen in professional wrestling occur in it. Um, you know, uh, it, it was a whirlwind of a week, uh, kicking off with raw raw this week, saw the return of Kevin Owens to the ring coming back oh. from, uh, from injury after WrestleMania. Also the return of Apollo Cruz, but Hey, who gives a shit about that? Um, well, I mean, you know, give the guy, it looks like he's starting to get a little bit of a, you know, a nudge. I won't yes. call it a full-on yes. push, but he's getting nudged back into, uh, onto TV at least. And he was on Raw proper, not main event like Ricochet. So that's good <laughs> for uh, Apollo Crews. Yes. Yes. That, that That's very, very true. Uh, more on Apollo Crews uh, in a minute. Um, but uh, also Austin Theory found himself kicked out of Zelina Vega's Sex Cauldron. And uh, is now the newest member of Seth Rollins' unnamed team of idiots. I guess the word the the team acolytes has already been used, yeah, so you can't yeah. really use that. Can't run that back unless you unless they want to be the acolytes. Two K twenty. Just saying, it's right there. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that period of time where they would just bring teams together and call them whatever two K? Like I know we had Techno LOD. Team two thousand. <laughs> we had LOD, LOD two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like they would just kind of go like, oh, we're we're bringing back the gimmick and it's slightly different, but we're going to make it two thousand to tell you. It's well, that that was kind of the the thing of the time that everything was you know two thousand because it sounded you know futuristic and modern and and cool and in right, retrospect right. everything tagged with 2000 sucks so very true <laughs> that very was the uh it, who was the other L- it was was it was it hawk and animal and sunny or was there only one of them wasn't uh, there it was hawk, them- it started as hawk animal and sunny and then they added draws that's right it was draws <clears throat> yeah there was somebody else and, the, and then they had the the whack gimmick where uh hawk was a drunk and he fell off the titan tron yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Not Vince's finest finest work there. No, no, definitely, uh, definitely tasteless. Um, also, uh, the Edge Randy Orton rematch got officially signed for Backlash, and it is being promoted as the greatest wrestling match of all time. I mean, they, this has got to just be a troll, right? I mean, they can't. They're are, are using they legi- the fucking music from the Greatest Showman to promote the show now really yes yes on 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 smackdown on friday that was the backing theme for backlash uh okay (laughs) really what's the crossover there very slim you and i and that's about it yeah yeah exactly the the venn diagram of people who watch musicals in the wwe is is not very strong but uh, i mean i love some hugh jackman but uh that's not really you know and some zach efron uh, was in dying so yeah, um, we, we, we all remember him hanging out without that shirt and, <laughs> during uh, uh, neighbors. Just don't we ever? Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I like Edge. I I, I like Orton the, more than most. But Jesus, God, they aren't Flair Steamboat. They they are they they're not Okada Tanahashi. They're they're not John Cena, AJ Styles. They're like. I, I have no idea who on earth needs more from those two. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. I, I have no idea why 
this is the b- besides uh, interchangeable WWE uh, interviewer lady number three saying this will be the greatest wrestling match of all time, which undoubtedly was fed to her. I have no idea oh, why that. Yeah, that, I'm not blaming that's, her. I have n- no idea why this is the direction they're going in here. Like, like if they want to say like, oh, okay, you know, we we proved that uh, we can push each other uh, without rules, but let's let's try to do it within restrictions. Yeah, it sounds stupid, but. It's a lot better than we're going to have the greatest wrestling match ever. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a chip on Edge's shoulder. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if this came from him because, you know, the big comeback at the Rumble, everybody was into it. He's back. Who's he going to face? Out comes Orton. Okay, this is what's going to happen. They do the story. It's fine. The match happens and it's overblown and ridiculous, but not in the fun way as it was last night and you know it didn't get a lot it, it i think it probably got mostly uh negative uh mixed to negative reviews and not so much oh this is the greatest comeback we've seen sort of thing and i feel like maybe edge is out to prove that okay all right fuckers this yeah. is what you want you want you want a full-on wrestling match well we're gonna run it back and we're gonna stay in the ring and grapple and randy's gonna do rest holds on me for 15 minutes and it's gonna be the greatest thing ever and yeah. here we are it's it's very weird. It's it's very very weird. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, and then also uh, the main event segment uh, set up what was signed the next day that for the WWE Universal Championship. Actually, is it Universal or World? Whichever one's on Raw, the Raw Championship. Uh, <laughs> uh, the World, because the Universal is bronze, right? Bronze. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So for the World Championship at Backlash, it's going to be Drew McIntyre against. Bobby fucking Lashley? I mean, you just brought Jinder Mahal back. That shit writes itself. With, with by the way, a new mouthpiece of MVP. Oh, is he with that? That He's got a little uh, you yeah, know, sex cauldron himself there. Yes, exactly. Uh, Brandon Vink and um, Shane Thorne. Is that who it is? I, I can't remember oh, my yeah, DM yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Mikey Nichols. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mikey Nichols, who for the longest time we've called not Shane Thorne. Now I can't yes. even remember which one's which. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't give a shit about that match at all. Like, I don't, I don't care. I, I, you know what? I would be infinitely more intrigued by um, Edge versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, just why thinking not? About why, who, wouldn't, why couldn't you do that? Just think about who they're building up as, as you know, the the top people to pay attention to on Raw. I mean. You have this idea of the new young gun champ wanting to test his medal against one of the greatest of all time, but he's yeah. also the greatest and sneakiest superstar of all time. And you know, I felt like I feel like there could be a great story there. Maybe that's what they're going to do down the line. But man, I I have zero fucks to give for Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, and I really <laughs> like Drew. Even Orton would make a, a better choice yeah. for for the same reasons, pretty much, as you just said, for Edge. Um, Orton could fit in there just as well. You know, establish yourself by beating the established guys. Um, yes. But here we are. Big Bob Lashley getting that, yeah. uh, that main event push. Yes. Can't see him winning. No, um, but... not at all. Is, is he still with Lana or is Lana what, – what's that situation? I, I don't believe Lana was on the show. I know Lana was – on Mania, but I don't believe Lana was out there for the the, okay. the segment. Um, it's been a very long week, so we have to go to my yeah. recollection here. Anyway, 
on the other side of the main roster, WWE SmackDown kicked off with the reveal that proving that perhaps even still somebody in Titan Towers listens. <laughs> After I pointed out, oh, yeah, it's four times a year that people get to jump brands. If AJ Styles is an Intercontinental title tournament, that's going to blow through three of his four. They announced that AJ Styles has been traded to Raw. Welcome back to Blue, AJ. Oh, so we traded from Raw to SmackDown. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I would like to point out that in kayfabe, the Raw brand is full of the stupidest decision makers of all time. Yeah, why would they just give up AJ Styles? Well, that's the thing. They gain future considerations, which we've done, which we've seen as a storyline trope before. So here's how that worked previously. During the original draft, Raw stupidly decided to draft Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross separately. Right. Even though they were a tag team, they used right. two picks to get Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Stupid from the jump. Then. Mm -hmm. They traded them over to SmackDown for future considerations. And the future considerations were eventually played off. By the way, at some point, uh, Alexa and Nikki came back over to Raw because they were on Raw this week going against the Iconics. I digress. Um, the, <laughs> the future well, considerations well ended up being the post-Mania debut of Apollo Crews. So they lost Nikki... And Alexa to get Apollo Crews, already mm -hmm. a dumb move, and now mm -hmm. they've traded away AJ Styles, one of the, like, five main event guys who isn't on his way out for a possible future trade. Man, I can't wait for uh, that post-SummerSlam debut of Dexter Loomis on I Raw. know, right? <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ, like... It, again, entirely in kayfabe, the USA War Room is full of the dumbest people alive. That's basic cable, man. What do you want? <laughs> you know, put up against people from Network Fox. They're, they're going to make some bad decisions. They're going to have a bad time. You're, you're trying to tell me the people who gave us burn notice don't know how to pick a decent roster for Raw? Man, was that show on for like 20 years, it seems? like. <laughs> It seemed like every Raw I watched back when I watched Raw was like, Burn Notice, Burn... They were like advertisements in comics, in Marvel Comics for Burn yeah. Notice. Yeah. I was like, and I look at, I looked at it and I'm like, what's Bruce Campbell doing on this shit? Getting and, fucking paid and wearing yeah. Hawaiian shirts. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. a... It's not, it's not bad, bad work gig. if you can get it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that gig. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, as long as I'm not in anywhere actually tropical in weather. <laughs> I, don't, I don't deal well with the heat. It's not just, my not what, my forte. I'll wear garbage, the shirt. I'll wear the shirt in fucking Wisconsin. I don't care. What garbage decision making from uh, the raw side? Um, anyway, that AJ well, Styles continued. To be, to be fair, yeah. uh, this is the 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 network that put Pacific Blue on the air. So Blue! I, th I think they're uh, I think they're they're you know mindset. It hasn't always been one hundred percent. They also cancel Silk Stalkings. How That's dare you? That's true. And La Femme Nikita. Ah, oh, La Femme Nikita, that's right. Both. Before it was relaunched on the CW. Yes, yes. <laughs> or the WB, has it been that long? I don't even remember. The WB! <laughs> <laughs> um, Pac Blue, of course, gave us the amazing gif of Shawn Michaels looking at binoculars, laughing, <laughs> then putting sunglasses on. 
<laughs> well, he was allegedly looking. We can't tell which way his eyes were pointing at that time. No, that was before then. That was before he uh, got his eye knocked stupid by Kane. Yeah. yeah. It's when it was, is that what did that? It was Kane? Yeah, it was Kane. How, yeah. do I, how did I not know that? Yeah, it was, it was apparently Kane's fault. So you can thank Mayor Glenn for that, too. Uh, um, yeah. I'm never visiting Knox County. Uh, on the raw side... Um, <laughs> We uh, no, on Raw side, sorry. On the SmackDown side, we continued on with the Intercontinental Title Tournament. Daniel Bryan already in the semifinals after defeating his quote-unquote trainer, as he's now being described on television because you can't say the name Drew Gulak. They uh, own the name, don't they? No, <laughs> I guess not. Is that, is that his shoot? That's his shoot name, isn't it? That's his shoot name. That's his, okay. That's, so they probably don't own a shoot le- name. Legit name. By the way, in case you're wondering what's going on, with Drew Gulak. Uh, he's in he's in limbo right now. His uh, contract expired. He asked for more money, and now they don't want to give him more money. So that's that's where he's at. Great time. Oh, so that okay, all right. Yeah. Why would they not? I guess I guess the rumor is that they're not caring about people jumping to AEW anymore. That's Rona. The, that's the word on the street, Rona. which might give us a clue. Yeah. So um, that was a Police Academy Six reference, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the deepest of cuts. Yes. By the way, Chris, I know you were wondering where can you finish watching your Police Academy movies. Yes. They're going to be on uh, HBO Max when it launches this coming week. Oh, lovely. Why would they not launch that in time for Memorial Day weekend? I know. In the middle of a pandemic, you dumb fucks. It's very weird to me that it's going to be on, like, Wednesday. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, that that that's bizarre. But the the HBO Max catalog is looking real nice. Very yeah. much looking forward to digging into them. Mostly the old films. I want to watch some of this old shit. I'm gonna plow through the entire Godzilla catalog, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you love you some kaiju, my friend. You're goddamn right, I do. Anyway, uh, so Daniel Bryan uh, is going to be facing the semifinals. Jeff Hardy, who uh, after getting the shit kicked out of him by Sheamus for ten minutes, pulled out a, a sneaky win. Uh, and then on the other side, Elias, who defeated Baron Corbin last week on SmackDown, he will be oh facing. Still, they're still fighting. Yes, that was that was last week on SmackDown. Anyway, Elias uh, went to the semifinals. He'll be facing AJ Styles, who defeated uh, Shinsuke Nakamura in a match that just kind of reminded you that these guys went from Tokyo Dome to Mania <laughs> to the Performance Center. Yeah, the I recognize it's out of their control. Yeah, but man, is it weird? AJ's got to be making, um, you know, mid six figures. Oh, you think? I, I think. Does he think I, he's in the mill? You think he's in yeah, the sevens? Yeah, I think he's in the low sevens because he he signed a uh, extension. Uh, I think it was around the time that Gallows like and Anderson last year. Yeah, yeah. He said it was going to be his last contract, five years, if yeah. I recall correctly. So, he's so you think he's, be, he's making the mills? Uh, he's got to be making at least a mill, if not maybe two. I'd imagine he does pretty well in merch also. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, got to get that Phenomenal One face mask. 13 <laughs> bucks on ShopZone. Damn right. Um, so, uh, also on SmackDown, we had the setup for the Universal title match. And Chris, without me telling you who it is, I want you to take a guess. Braun Strowman mm-hmm. versus anyone on the SmackDown roster. Who do you think is getting the title shot? God, I don't even know who's on the SmackDown roster. I know Otis has the Money in the Bank championship, and they were in a tag match together the week prior. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Uh, let's say – let's go with Jason to Otis. Let's say Braun Strowman versus Dolph Ziggler because I know he's on SmackDown. 
I'm sorry to inform you that Dolph Ziggler is still tied up in the entire malaise that is Mandy and Otis and still. Sonya and, and all of that. Sonya Deville, by the way, actually getting some decent ring time and looking dope while doing so. Um, why have they not written new stories since March? Why bother? Uh, anyway, uh, Braun Strowman will be defending the Universal title against The Miz and John Morrison in a handicap match. Uh Okay, great. I uh, hope you signed a good contract, John. Yeah, remember remember a few weeks ago how, how <laughs> I, we were talking about, like, John Morrison went away for, like, five, six, seven years, made himself a main eventer everywhere, yeah. everywhere and came back as literally the exact same character he was before he left? But, hey, he's going to be on the, well, a main event. He's going to be fighting for a world title. Yeah, I wonder if right? you get, I wonder if you get uh, some, some decent change for doing so. Yeah. Uh, in this day and age. He's getting, I'd imagine he's getting some uh, some coin for this. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is uh, the Backlash card is a fuck ton of things I don't want to watch right now. What else is on there currently? Uh, hey, let's let's bring up that card. Back. Oh, I thought you were looking at it. Sorry. Uh, Backlash 20. So we got Lashley versus McIntyre. We've got Strowman versus um, Miz and Morrison. Okay, officially... Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton in the greatest mm-hmm. wrestling match of all time. McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. And Asuka will be defending the Raw Women's title against the victor of a three-way number one contenders match on Monday Night Raw. That match is between Charlotte Flair, Natalia, and Christ. Nia Jax. Okay. Let's talk about Charlotte, shall we? The Poochie of WWE. Why the fuck is she on all three brands at once? Because she's a Raw superstar that has NXT title, and she decided to use that brand to brand invitation. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, look, man, I like Charlotte. I think she's a hell of a performer. Yeah. But, good God, man. Like, you, you, like... There are certain parts of Charlotte I wouldn't mind being shoved down my throat, but this 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 ain't it, pal. Yeah, it is. It, it is getting embarrassing. Uh, and and someone actually pointed out they they looked at 2020 so far. All three women have losing records on the Raw brand. Oh Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? Like, sh- and we'll get into it when we get to NXT. I'd imagine, but man, <laughs> just fuck, stop. <laughs> And I'm barely even watching anymore, and it's, it's pissing me off. Like, I, I'm watching the Hulu cut of NXT. Like, like that's the bare minimum of yeah. WWE that I consume, and I'm fucking tired of seeing and hearing Charlotte. Well, let, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and, and kick off uh, some discussion for NXT again, because we're going to be talking about Double or Nothing. This isn't going to be as in-depth as we have been doing. Uh, show kicked off with uh, Karrion Cross murdering a guy named Liam. Yep, yep. I guess next week he'll be fighting Noel. <laughs> he will certainly find himself an oasis and build a wonder wall that's for sure um, uh, he's not gonna live forever no by the way uh <laughs> stupidly they're calling carrying cross and scarlet fall and pray that, that that's like their name yes i thought it was just kind of the the catchphrase the i thought so too but apparently they're calling him that now which i i don't much care for well that's fucking stupid at least they stopped the uh the lip syncing uh on the intro yes that that was at least a little bit more palatable well after a very quick squash Tommaso Ciampa got in the face of one killer crop sorry Tommy Champs 
And, um, you know, uh, he's <laughs> shades of Finn Balor. He, he told him, you know, he made an impact and he wants to get attention and be special. Well, welcome to the main event, kid. Yeah, great. That's a Shawn Michaels promo if I ever fucking heard one. We're we're getting, (laughs) we're getting Tomato Chomper against Karrion Cross. I'm sure the match will be good. Take over in your house. Yeah, no, I think the match is gonna be great. I'm just fucking sick of NXT just being like, we're shooting, brother. Like, oh yeah, it's it's a bit much, really. Yes, L in in a moment that I'm sure was cheered in the Like a Lot household. El Hijo del Fantasma defeated Akira Tozawa to make his way to the NXT Cruisador title tournament finals. Dude, Tozawa wrestled his ass off, though. Yeah. Tozawa's so fucking good, man. Yeah, he is. He is. I will give you that. I know we had a, you're a Tozawa guy. I'm obviously a Hijo del Fantasma guy as I wear my Lucha Underground shirt. Uh, yes. But I often wear a Lucha Underground shirt. But um, I have a whole drawer of them. Because uh, I'm a loser. Um, but it's yeah, a lot no. harder for me to have a Dragon Gate drawer. That's that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> the ma- I I enjoyed uh, both of the Cruisador matches this week. Yes. Um, and yeah, curious to see how it all uh, how it all pans out. So the, the way it worked, and we were trying to figure it out as as we were tweeting during uh, Dynamite, is that they both have the same record. But obviously, since Phantasma beat Tazawa, he has a tiebreaker over him, and then wins the B bracket essentially exactly so he will then face um as of this point in the show we knew he would face the winner of the drake maverick and kushida match which happens later on which we'll get to in a minute yes uh there was a vignette for shotzi blackheart did that make it to the uh, next to the uh, nope. blue cut basically she's going full tank girl okay so that's fun cool uh, I mean, uh, tanks have historically worked out well for WWE superstars not named Triple H. Yes. So yeah. why not? Well, it works out great when you have a tank and not a <laughs> Jeep that you keep saying yeah, uh, was a tank. Oh, holy shit. I just got Mandela affected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they rewrote the history in my brain. You're right. It was a fucking Jeep. Yeah. And even when <laughs> NXT raided SmackDown and they're like, oh, they got a tank. It was the fucking Jeep again. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's, the, the, the Jeep probably lives in the WWE archives. Like, this is the Jeep that went to the Georgia Dome or wherever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mia Yim defeated Santana Garrett, which is really just so they could have a post-match angle. We're building to Mia Yim and Keith Lee against the Garganos. But they didn't mention the fact that Mia Yim and Keith Lee are an off-screen couple. But you should know that, Chris, because you're watching NXT. You're an insider. I mean, they just framed it as... That's why everybody's shooting. God. What happened to NXT, man? (laughs) I know, right? Like, they've gone completely up their own ass. It's it's, it's a bit much. Uh, And the Gargano promo, man, I can't. I, I can't deal with that guy right now. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a lot. Uh, Roddy Strong defeated Dexter Loomis in a match that built to Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, <laughs> including if it wasn't like a, a pre-taped, really overdone thing, the most awkwardly edited dive to the outside from uh, Velveteen Dream on Adam Cole. Yeah, I, I don't know. Was this show live? I, I can't. I know they've been like taping two at a time, kind of like Dynamite, I think. Yeah. Is that what's been happening? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think that's I think NXT's been pre-taped, and I think Dynamite's been 
they do a live one and a taped one. With the exception of this week, it was completely right. live, and obviously next or this coming Wednesday is going to be live as well. Right. So. Yeah. It's just it was that was that was a rough edit right there. Yes. Um. And it was it was really awkward. Speaking of awkward, Okira Tozawa got attacked in the parking lot by the random masked guys. The this, NXT this, parking lot is the worst place in the universe. Okay, so I'm I'm curious. I'm trying to try, I was trying to think out possibilities of how this plays out. Um, I think that Phantasma is behind this, and he's just kind of always there and fighting them off um, conveniently. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's gonna win the Cruzador title mm-hmm. and then have this cadre of luchadors as his, uh, Sex I don't say his dark order, but you know, uh, something so, yeah, the, the phantasma sex cauldron, the queer nose, we'll call them. <laughs> the- <laughs> meet the queer meet the queer <laughs> Uh, yes. Give him a big 1950s style sitcom <laughs> intro. Yeah. And yeah, this is why with, I'm not allowed with, to book wrestling. Smiles at yeah, the camera yeah. as, yeah. as their name They're shows all up. wearing lucha masks still. It was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for the for the video watchers on the Patreon. Yeah, it's just, you just wave, it's freeze frame and wave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Uh, anyway. Um, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan squashed Ever Rise, the former I missed that. 3.0. 3.0 now has gear that makes him look like the Young Bucks, which I'm sure is not intentional. That's uh, um, one and 2 Kind of bummed about that. Matt Riddle challenged Timothy Thatcher to a cage fight. So a steel, like a cage match? Like a steel cage match? More on that in a minute. Um, And then we had Drake Maverick against Kushida, which, again, was very good. But because Maverick defeated Kushida, we have a three-way tie in the A group. So next week on NXT, it will be Maverick versus Kushida versus Jake Atlas. Okay. (laughs) Should should be fun. Just get one more match out of the guy you released a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the main event... Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Um, I, yeah, with 100% more Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty damn good match until Charlotte ran out for reasons I still don't understand. Why do you want to insert yourself into this thing? Because now we're going to have a three-way for the women's title at TakeOver. Well, she had beef with Io because Io was number one contender, and then Rhea inserted herself last week, so now Charlotte's got beef with Rhea and Io. Yes. So then they're, they're just beefing on each other. They're just slapping each other with beef. But if you don't like them... Let one of them lose, so you only have to beat one of the other ones. You can't know, because Charlotte Flair is going to Charlotte Flair, and she has to Charlotte Flair herself into every Charlotte Flair, and it's going to be the Charlotte Flair show in your house, in your, sh- in your house, Charlotte Flair, in Charlotte Flair. Woo! Yeah. That would have been an out, by the way. But this fucking <laughs> but we've, poochied we've up right lot, here. Still got just, a lot to you know, cover. Um, too too damn much. Too damn much. Uh, but the, 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 the thing that is so weird to me is, you know, we have that where this this angle seemingly won't end at the same time the other big angle or one of the other big angles on nxt is this timothy thatcher matt riddle feud which blew through months of storytelling in like three weeks yeah they're already having a cage match and that's not even on takeover it's gonna be on nxt tv proper next week and it's gonna be refed by kurt angle who i thought they fired 
two months ago. Right. So the big angle now has an actual angle of somebody who's been uh, officially released. Yeah. So we don't know if it's uh, – we were talking yesterday if it's the non-compete. Uh, yeah. Or not the uh, – yeah, the, that 90-day where you're still under contract. The 90 days payments, yeah. Yeah. So like, all right, you're still, you're still getting paid. Why don't you show up and, uh, you know, throw your old ref shirt on? Or if it's just, uh, you know – we'll give you x amount of dollars to show up in florida and do this but yeah. i mean sure I, but what's have they described what the cage is going to be like is it like are they trying to set up like an mma style fight i, I is think it that's be a the wrestling idea match? because they've been calling it a cage fight not a cage match that it's it, it's going to be shooty oh well that's that's their gimmick right now is shooty in all different ways yeah, so yeah this will be in the traditional way as opposed to the to the way our our dear fellow realm networks uh participant would like to go with they should have spared uh saved the money on kurt angle and brought in shooter mcgavin um to ref that match yeah but he can't say his catchphrase i like i like to eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast on usa <laughs> he could say it on the other guy's show because god knows shit yeah. gets said every week on dynamite this is true not by chucky e. t but yes. uh, unfortunately let Chucky e. T say shit. Next time there's a dynamite in our neck of the woods, which I recognize may not yeah. be till like 2022, so I need to make a big reminder here. I am going to make a let Chucky e. T say shit sign. That's I like it. I'll buy that. I'll, I'll I'll bring that sign also. We'll, we'll, <laughs> just to impact, make a bigger impact on the the point, drive it home. Yeah, coward Tony, come on. Uh, dynamite this week, by the way, was a fucking grind of of injuries uh just just yeah. sending everybody to the meat grinder um we had i mean they were both freak accidents though yes yes they were but it I, it it was not the best look for a go-home show to no. have everybody get hurt um the the big injuries coming out of it were uh after what I thought was a really, really fucking fun match that I want to see them run back to where there's an actual finish. Uh, Phoenix Orange Cassidy turned into a big hula-baloo to put over the casino ladder match. And Phoenix did his big moonsault to the outside where, where approximately zero of the, like, 12 people outside caught him. Yeah, that was, um, I think it was, I don't think he got the full rotation distance that he was planning and yeah. also nobody moved up the to catch him so yeah that was that was a really sickening thud when his hip or yeah. shoulder i'm not sure which hit first um but yeah that was that was that was ugly did not look did not care for that yeah and, and it sounds like from uh the press scrum last night after double or nothing um tony khan said that uh it was kind of a game time decision uh, Phoenix was limping and was willing to work the match. Of course but he they, was. They, they, they pulled crazy. him off. Uh, so they ended up inserting Joey Janela in that spot. And then mm -hmm. uh, probably the winner for 2020 most improved, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, ended up being pulled from double or nothing after her leg bent in a way that it definitely shouldn't, catching yeah. a Nyla Rose uh, in a cannonball. Um basically got tossed into her by the tag team of uh, Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander, uh, tweaking her knee. Um, good news on that. Looks like six to eight weeks. It's not as bad an injury as we thought. Not a not an actual tear. Yeah, um, still not great. But yeah, uh, but uh, still only only six to eight weeks, which means probably we're going to get some really ridiculous interviews and vignettes with Britt along the way. It has Good. already been said that she will be on Dynamite this Wednesday to address yeah. her condition, which I'm sure 
means uh, shit talk everyone. Well, she's a doctor, so she has a uh, you know it's has true. some kind of medical background there to to go through that. So yes. the uh, she was on the um, unrestricted podcast this week as well. I didn't is, get a chance uh, to listen to that yet. Was it was it fun? Yeah, this is fun. It's a fun listen. She uh, you know kind of gives you a little background. I didn't know too much about her you know early years. Yeah. Obviously, I knew the the Adam Cole stuff, which is also addressed on there um, as well. So yeah, so it was uh, that that was fun. And uh, to circle back to WWE real quick, the uh, the New Day podcast this week had uh, the Brian Kendrick on there. Oh man, yeah. Oh <laughs> so, man. Aside from the crazy uh, conspiracy flat earth theory stuff, apparently he has this uh, wrestling pro wrestling promotion in California, which is very uh, crazy and SGW-esque, which I had no idea about. Uh, and he kind of gets into it because all three guys in the New Day were popping over how crazy everything was. Uh, it's definitely, definitely a fun listen before they get into all the stupid conspiracy theory stuff. Yes. And, and uh, for those who have not seen the infamous... Uh, Paul London, Brian Kendrick shoot interview from the mid 2000s. It's still up on uh, high spot streaming. If you want to get that, those guys are out there when it comes to conspiracy theories. Yeah, they're hanging out with Bo Dallas and AJ Styles too much, I guess. Yeah, or it, you know what? If, in, but. if if anything, they might have inspired <laughs> Bo Dallas to be Bo Dallas. Um, Eddie Hoosel last night was double or nothing, second ever double or nothing, sadly not in Las Vegas. It was at mm. Daly's Place. We did have all of the accoutrement of a casino, however. Um, yeah, the set looked good. I liked the the big poker chips. I liked the, uh, you know, slot uh, thing on the, on the Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's become their home base so you kind of settled into everything uh ringside uh but yeah i i did enjoy the set and it came into play a couple times throughout the night yes uh and what i will say for this uh this review both in terms of review of the quality and review of what went down uh chris watched the entire show uh Mm -hmm. i only got to catch bits and pieces because i was uh running a, a show of my own uh for let's call it the first two hours of the night um, I, I did have it up on an iPad, so I caught random things here or there. Um, so my input will not be as strong except for those last two matches, which I have strong opinions on because I thought they were both fucking great. One of which possibly the greatest spectacle I've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> anyway, the show kicked off during the buy-in with the number one contenders match for the AEW tag team titles. The best friends of Chucky e. T and Trent facing Mark Quinn and the other guy, <laughs> Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, that's it. Of Private Party. Best friends taking the win here, becoming the number one contenders to the AEW tag titles. Chris, how was this? Um, I was still trying trying to get everything set up for the uh, for the pay-per-view last night. So I didn't spend – I wasn't intently watching this. But, but from what I saw, it was disjointed and a little sloppy. Um, and I don't know if this is the inexperience of Private Party or some rust from Private Party. But the timing seemed off on a lot of these things. Like they weren't where they were supposed to be, where they needed to be it. And it just looked a little um, – it looked choreographed. And obviously most – to all wrestling matches are. But – you're not supposed to be able to tell it if it's done right. Um, in this match, you could definitely tell, you know, people were just setting up for the next spot. And right, right. I mean, I, I guess maybe some of that is on the um, production crew for having that in the shot. Um, but, but yeah, it was, there were some fun spots. I think um, 
if I remember correctly, Private Party did an homage to uh, Crime Times finisher. Yeah, they, they did the G9. Yeah, in there as well, which was nice. Um, they couldn't hit the gin and juice, uh, but um, Trent and Chucky hit their finisher, which whose name I can never remember. Um, strong. Uh, but, well, Trent does the uh, strong zero, and then uh, Chuck Taylor does a foot stomp with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, I, that I, combo. I thing. can't remember what the if there is yeah. the combination. It might be called strong zero when they do it together, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was the the buy in. You know. If I was on the fence about buying it and that was the match to, to sell me, I may not have dropped 50 bucks on it. Unfortunately, uh, that seems to be a trend of the buy-in. Uh, yeah. Even from the start. I mean, I, I know when we talked about Double or Nothing last year, I spoke very highly of the Kip Sabian-Sammy um, Guevara Sammy Kavar, match. Yeah. And I also remember thinking back on that. I said, Kip Sabian's going to be the big star. Whoops. Um, <laughs> but that you know the the casino battle royal was just kind of a sloppy mess and yeah really didn't like build the uh the the trust that you were hoping for even though the main show was f- amazing and in a lot of ways you can argue that for this show that yeah the buy in match was not great but goddamn was there some stuff worth seeing on the main show there was some stuff worth seeing but overall not the best AEW pay-per-view i've seen um yeah. So, yeah, the the show proper started with, uh, you know, the big hype video uh, to kick things off to give them time to set up all the ladders and accoutrement around the ring because they started the show with the casino ladder match. Nine competitors, one of which was uh, a mystery, and uh, it was in two-minute intervals. They started with Mm -hmm. two, and every two minutes another competitor came out, and they were trying to – bring down the casino chip money in the bank style sort of thing, um, which looked pretty good. You know, it was oversized and ridiculous and in the right kind of ways. Right. Um, So the match started with uh, Scorpio Sky and then as a twist, Frankie Kazarian, the two members Mm -hmm. of SCU starting out against each other. And, you know, at first they went for the ladders and then decided to know we're, you know, have a sporting contest between two partners here. That went on for a little bit. And then uh, I forget the order. You probably have the order. I I got it in front of me. Kip Sabian was out next and yeah, that's right. He came out with both Penelope Ford and Jimmy Havoc, as apparently Ford and Havoc are now Kip Sabian's Marvel versus Capcom-esque partners that he can call in and tag for a special <laughs> attack at any time. Well, uh, it's no, there's no disqualification in a casino yes, ladder match. Yeah. So, I, I, you know. I, I'm not saying that in a way to argue. I actually like the yeah. idea that Kip Sabian can just be like, all right, Jimmy, you hit them with a the thing. All right, Penelope, you throw a Rana on somebody. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jimmy Havoc... Uh, th- actually brought the ladders into the match and um you know it, it turned into a hull to do with some ladder bumps that sort of thing next in was darby allen uh <laughs> darby allen th- hit a big tope on everybody then set up a ladder bridge from the apron to the barricade he put mm-hmm. frankie kazarian on it and mm-hmm. in a spot that this was one of the spots i did catch uh, one of the craziest spots I've ever seen, and this should be in the intro of Dynamite come Monday, if it's not, yeah. or, or me, come Wednesday, if it's not, they fucked up real hard. Darby literally leaps off of a ladder with his skateboard and, yeah. I guess, ollies onto Frankie Kazarian on the ladder and then just eats shit on the floor. Yeah, well, Kazarian had gotten off the ladder, um, yeah. so he just kind of went through the ladder, and yeah, as you said, and, and, ate and, shit. And, and like went ass over tea kettle, bouncing off of it. Yeah, like, absolutely it, insane. 
it had to have been uh i don't i'm not good at measuring things 15 to 20 foot ladder i'd say yeah, probably it was, it was one of the taller ladders it, it was yeah it was nuts. it was hella up there and that took him out of the match for a considerable amount of time uh as one would imagine and because they just had this big spot now's a great time to send in the comedy guy so here comes orange cassidy he asks the commentators <laughs> the rules of the match yeah yeah and, and then, it's like just like uh she's just so upset because it's going to be so much work yes too much work and then he tries to reach the poker chip without even using the ladder. Just stood yeah. in the middle of the ring, put his hands up, just kind of tried to get yeah. at it. And then, and then he pulled over a ladder. Didn't set it up, but then yeah. just stood on the ladder, which was laying on the mat, and then tried to reach and get it <laughs> to, to no success. Yeah, the OC bits were um, were, were really funny uh, and, and, and well done. I, I did enjoy that stuff there. Excuse me. Colt Cabana okay. came out next. Uh, boom. I, okay, so I know the boom boom thing's a catchphrase. Yeah. Why? Why is that like his nickname? Why is it like he? Why is he Colt Boom Boom Cabana? I I honestly couldn't tell you. I I think it came up. I I feel like he had a, a spot of coffee in, like, championship wrestling from Hollywood or one of the NWA resurgences, and it became his nickname, and he just kind of ran with it because it was on his gear at that point i mean you can have it on your gear it doesn't have to mean that they call you that just call him cole cabana so everybody if you're watching aew chances are you know who the fuck cole cabana is yeah no 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 disagreement here um but cabana was just as we kind of talked about he kind of was the important glue to this type of match um yeah you know you need guys like that who can just kind of uh, uh be a ring general and take care of things he did take a really ugly bump uh off uh, a ladder pretty early on um yeah. and then out comes the replacement for phoenix joey janela and janela had a fucking death wish yeah, he was just—he was just uh, a thousand miles an hour out there doing, doing flipsy doos on to everybody. Yeah, uh, absolutely crazy, uh, as one would hope for Joey Janela in this situation. I, right. I have to say, uh, Joey Janela, I was very, very happy he got to be on a pay per view this time. I—I I, I don't know what it is about Janela. There's something about him that I really enjoy, and it has bummed me out that he hasn't really been a prominent guy in AEW. So uh, it made me happy to see him get a, a moment or three to shine here. Um, yep. Luchasaurus came out after that, powerbombing Sabian over the top rope. Luckily, mm -hmm. there were people there to catch him. Yes. Um, so that was a whole to do. And then we had the mystery participant come out. And the first person to walk out was Taz. Yeah. With an orange towel. And yeah. I'll be honest, my thought process was what the fuck's going on? Because, again, I didn't have audio on. I just saw Taz. I'm like, is he now Darby's manager or whatever? Right. Nope. He's managing Brian fucking Cage. Hell yeah. Looking all sorts of jacked. The Swolverine yes. is elite. And, yes. uh, and yeah, he's he. We popped. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was because obviously my Lucha Underground uh, uh, biases are there. And, um, yeah, very happy to see Cage. He, he looked great. Um, you know, last – I think – I guess the last match he had an impact was that match when he lost the – did he lose the title or was it stripped from him because he got he, injured? He lost the title. 
He lost. He the lost title. the title. Okay, yeah. all right. And he hadn't been back since because there was that injury, right. and then he right. went to South America for some stem cell. And it was thing. revealed during the press scrum after the show that AEW signed him back in January and paid for him to do have the surgery and and all that fun stuff. Really? Yeah. So um, they oh, they nice. taking care of him. Good. good on you, Tony. That's some good work. So there. he made his debut, and of course, he became the guy that everyone was focused on, including one of the better moments of the match where everyone teamed up to beat him up. And then they piled ladders, the barricade, a chair, and one of the giant poker chips on top of Brian Cage. Yeah, it was pretty uh, hysterical, to be yes. honest, to see. Uh, they, they like It took three to four guys to take that poker chip over. Yeah. Um, Which I don't think I, it legit took that many people to do it, but I, I, I liked that they put over the weight of it. That's what I was saying. Like, I'm sure this thing only weighs like 20 pounds, but they're really yeah. selling it. Although once uh, a couple minutes later on, when all that stuff is still on top of cage, Joey Janela did a Death Valley driver um, with Orange Cassidy onto yes. that. Yes. And the thud made me think that maybe it was, did have a little bit of heft to that chip because um, it didn't crack or do anything like that and the, the sound it made was uh was significant so brian cage just laying under the sure he's laying under there but he's got a lot of sh- a lot of shit on top of him that was pretty brutal so at one point orange Casty is climbing the ladder penelope ford climbs up the other side of the ladder yeah Casty pushes ford off yeah so jimmy havoc comes in that turns yeah. into a hole to do well here come the best friends trent and yeah. chucky e. t Continuing their feud with the Sabian Havoc uh, Penelope Ford Thruple. And mm-hmm. uh, while that's happening, here comes uh, Marco Stunt. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. Little Marco comes in. Uh, little Marco a... comes in to help uh, to help Luchasaurus, who got caught in an attempted choke slam by, by OC. Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Marco Stunt sets up a little ladder. Yeah, and he brings he, his WLC ladder. He climbs up and puts Arch Cassidy into a choke slam. Which, With the assist from Luchasaurus. Yes, yeah, which yeah. I just thought was fantastic. That was a very funny spot. Long story short, your final two guys really going for it at the end of the match was uh, Brian Cage and Darby Allen. Darby Allen got murdered like crazy, and Brian Cage pulled off the poker chip to become the new number one contender for the AEW world championship. So the, the bit with Darby is cage set up uh, a ladder on the top of the turnbuckle, put Darby on top of it, and then pretty much just lifted the whole thing and then threw, (laughs) threw it to the outside. Darby's head crashed into another ladder. This was unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) And it also, you know, it kind of ruined the momentum of the match because it was like, you know, it, it took me out of it because you knew it was one of those spots that was, you know, a marquee spot that had to get done and it wasn't right. super smooth. Um, so it kind of was just like, eh, OK, and then it was the finish. Um, so, you know, it was that match was fun in a lot of different spots, you know, as we would uh, as we would see throughout the evening maybe shaving five to seven minutes off it wouldn't have been a terrible idea um but it was fun and enjoyable and a a good way to start the uh start the evening show proper yes and then we rolled right in into a match i thought might have been a little too early on the card uh mjf going one-on-one with jungle boy uh again i caught bits and pieces of this but this looked fucking fantastic uh yeah probably the best wrestling match 
of yeah no I, I would say it was the best wrestling match of the night to be honest yeah. uh i i remember when we were talking about this just last week this was going to be like uh, a showcase of two of the guys are building the company around and they had yeah. a match that showed these are the guys you should be building a company around including mjf taking a very very sick reverse rana on the apron yeah his sell of that was fantastic too and of course mjf got himself the victory through nefarious means Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think it was nefarious. It was just, uh, you know, he kind of out-wrestled him well, d- a little did bit. He, didn't he have the tights pulled? Uh, at least it looked like he did. Uh, on the actual pin? Yeah. I don't, uh, oh, I, I didn't catch that. Maybe. Because okay. uh, I think it was just the, the leverage of the way he had uh, Jungle Jungle Boy Jack pinned yeah. um, that, that did it. But he tried the tights earlier to yeah. no success. Uh, but yeah, may, may, maybe you were right. Maybe I just missed that. Um, and, and maybe I misread it again. You know, it wasn't my my primary focal point at the time, but but it was um, it was it was a hell of a match. I mean, yeah. both of those guys really, really went all out. And I think, uh, you know, Jungle Boy really shined, shone, shone yes. there, yeah. shined, yeah, he had shiner. He was a shriner. Yes, he had he a little. Would, he had the little hat and the little little hat little and the little little moped thing. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we had the NXT cha- not NXT. Jesus, I'm seeing double four crusties. <laughs> the TNT Championship match. Cody with Arn Anderson versus Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts, special guest enforcer and uh, guy rewarding the, t- the TNT title, Iron Mike Tyson. Okay, so this thing, yeah. lot to unpack here. This yes. was this was a Cody Dusty special right here, yeah, because it was overbooked to all fuck, yeah. and I don't. Maybe it's as an homage to his dad, but I don't know why Cody feels the need to make all of his matches this way. Yeah. Because as much as I wanted to love this, as much as I was excited for this, this match really did not do it for me. Um, The actual wrestling parts between Cody and Archer were good, but then once it got into this over booked ridiculousness finish with with jake getting involved and then arn getting involved and then mike tyson getting involved and then mike tyson not even fucking punching anybody yeah it it, and it just left left me unfulfilled with what i felt the match could have been also i think archer probably should have won but yeah this 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 one this one fell flat for me yeah i i I will admit i'm not very much looking forward to re-watching this one because it just looked like kind of a mess. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not opposed to Cody being the first TNT champion. It makes sense. But man, Archer. There would have been a lot more juice to squeeze with Archer as champion. I think. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, Archer looked great, menacing, powerful, beastly throughout. Um, yeah, it, it. I don't know. It just. It didn't. It didn't hit for me, and I'm. I'm bummed because I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, and and I know that um, we we can sit here and dunk on the TNT title because it's not a pretty looking belt. Apparently, it's unfinished. Uh, say what you will about them having an unfinished title on screen. I saw some people, you know clutching their pearls about that but uh which i think well you paid all that money to have mike tyson there you have to yeah. give him something to, to present exactly so but not to punch anybody no Fuck, not at all why 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 would you like what's the point if he's not gonna punch anybody i don't know say the line bart i mean come on do, you, do your <laughs> thing uh we had alex marvez still employed interviewing melting <laughs> Interviewing, like melting. <laughs> interviewing Dr. Sampson to talk about Britt Baker's leg injury. Um, 
he said that the injuries are not as bad as quote the pretty high maintenance patient. <laughs> okay. Which okay. which means I'm I I am looking forward to some uh Britt Baker uh on, yeah. on the on the way back to health vignettes. Oh my god. If they can if they can license my sacrifice <laughs> by Creed and, <laughs> and do an homage slash spoof of like the WWE videos when people are coming back from injury. Oh my god. <laughs> take that take that note, AEW. Run uh, with it as far as you can. I think Scott Stapp could use the money these days. So exactly. yeah, let's 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 do that. We had Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. Uh this looked like it went way too long and neither were really equipped to do a match this long. Um it probably like I said, every match could have taken five to seven minutes off. Yeah. This I don't think this match was that it was probably one of the shorter matches of the evening. Because uh, all the matches were long, yeah. um, but I, I didn't, I didn't dislike this match. I thought it was was uh, was fine. It, was it pay per view worthy? Probably not. Yeah. Um, would I have been happier had they not done this match and just finished the evening sooner? Yes, I would have. Because yeah. um, that being know, what a three hour forty five minute pay per view. Three forty five. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, the reason, reason why I was But it was a Saturday. I will say, like, every single time I, I looked up, it looked like Penelope Ford was botching something. I mean, she's I, well, She wasn't super... completely botching it. She, like, right. her ranas weren't, like, landing entirely where they were supposed to. Yeah, there was the one off the off the top row, but you know those are those are tricky to nail. Um, I I think she's kind of in that private party sort of um, realm of still needing a little bit of fine tuning um, there to get everything a hundred percent. But she's on her way. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and and I like her a lot. Not as much as I enjoy me some Chris Stat though. Oh boy! So Sean Spears came out for the segment where we all ask, why is this happening? Talking shit about Dustin yeah. Rhodes. Said he's home washing his tights. Thank you for the Batman 89 reference. Um, <laughs> Spears played Dustin's music, demanded that there was a count out for Rhodes, but he comes out anyway. Of course. And basically this just turned to an excuse to strip Sean Spears almost completely naked. Yep. Yep. We could see like half of his ass at one yeah. point, which was yeah. a little bit unnecessary. And then they zoomed in on his crotch because once he was down to his boxers, we're like, what the hell is that? Are his balls hanging out? What's yes. happening on the front of his uh, of his of his boxers? And then once he's out of the ring, they zoom in and it's a photo of Tully Blanchard. Yeah, uh, I thought it was um, legit as balls. I thought yeah. his balls hang, uh, were hanging out on, on pay-per-view. But nope, Tully right around the uh, right around the little spear. So yeah. um, so, yeah, that was call that, that was something. Buster. And then Dustin uh, spanked him and then hit his finisher, and then that was it. So, yeah, that was completely unnecessary and a waste yeah. of time. Uh, had you had taken that and the previous match out of the pay-per-view, we would have finished at a crisp uh, 11 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes 0 for 2 in matches on pay-per-view in 2020. No, not in winning in terms of making me give a fuck. <laughs> and, and, and I will f- – I will uh. – I will – absolutely fall on the sword of saying Dustin Cody was one of the best matches I've ever seen. Like that, that match last year was tremendous. Yep. I have yep. no idea what the fuck they're doing with him now with the Spears thing and the Jake Hager thing, uh, at revolution. Not a fan. Adam. I thought, I thought he was retiring since he lost that match. I guess not. Um, okay. all out got announced for September 5th. No venue for that. Yeah. Um, traditionally it would be held in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. 
but I'm I'm going to go ahead and guess that people aren't going to want to be in a 15,000 person arena yeah. by that time. Anyway, well, I don't know. <laughs> people would want to whether or not uh, AEW fair. allows it is another thing. Fair. Uh I I mean uh would I if you ask me, would I like to go to a wrestling show right now? Yes, that'd be nice. However, there's another part uh, in my brain that's going, ah, no. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Hikaru Shida, Nyla Rose, no count out, no DQ match for the AEW Women's Championship. We got ourselves a new women's champion, and what I caught of this looked damn good. Yeah, Pier 6 Brawl. I mean, these two ladies went after it, man. Kendo sticks and uh, tables and outside of the ring and poker chips. And uh, I'll say I was talking with uh, with Mark about this. We texted last night. Like, Nyla Rose has really come a long way Yeah. Um, over, you know, the course of a little over a year um, or a year and a half. So so good on good on her. And, you know, Sheeta, I didn't expect them to take the, the title off of Rose so soon, but they have been building Sheeta very strongly. Mm-hmm. And Sheeta looked like a million bucks. Um, no pun intended. And uh, and yeah, it was a uh, it, it was fucking really good. I was very invested in that match. Yeah. Um, congrats to Sheeta. I, th- I think Sheeta's going to make a great champion. I-, I also didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but yeah. I knew it was really just a matter of time before she ended up as an AEW women's champion. So now the third AEW women's champion uh, is Hikaru Sheeta. Then we had for the AEW men's world championship, John Moxley versus Mr. Brody Lee. After Wednesday, I was really worried about this match. Because I thought Brody's promos on Wednesday weren't that great, and I thought the I, I thought the angle was losing steam. Yeah, I mean the angle may not have been going at a hundred miles an hour going into it, but you know, with those two guys as a part of the match, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna shit the bed or anything. Well, what I can say is because this is also when I finally got to start watching the show proper. This match yeah. fucking ruled. I I yeah, it was loved really it. Good. Uh, just hard nosed shit kickery. Uh, just uh, you you can see the Minoru Suzuki influence coming in on Mox these days. He's yeah. throwing out the slaps. He's doing the Gotch style pile driver uh, and brawling all around the ring yeah, and, and all the sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, Brody Lee was taking bumps for days, including yeah. the finish. Which started out with, and I, I'm going to guess maybe Taz recommended this one because it's the the Taz Bam Bam special. Yeah. Uh, John Moxley hit a uh, paradigm shift, putting Brody Lee and himself through the entrance ramp, yeah, right at the edge of the ring. Um, Beautiful. And then Brody Lee comes out from uh, underneath all the wreckage. Mox was the first one out. Then Brody Lee comes out. He's bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, the actual finish of the match after a few additional attempts at paradigm shifts and what have you was Mox choking out Brody Lee. He yeah. didn't tap. He didn't get pinned. He passed right. out. So Brody Lee stays strong in the finish. But uh-huh. Mox looks like an absolute fucking beast for having slayed Mr. Brody Lee right there in the middle of the ring. 
And Lee looks even more of a badass because after that paradigm shift through the stage back into the ring, he took yeah. another one, kicked out at one. Yes. Took another paradigm shift, kicked out at two, and yeah. then he went for the rear naked choke. So, yeah, it took a lot of shit to put Brody Lee out, not yeah. down, out. And, you know, it wasn't his call that the match ended. He just fucking passed out. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Mox, you know, comes out looking like a bigger badass. Brody Lee, even in defeat, is still uh, a force to be reckoned with. And yeah. that's how that's a win win. Yeah, that that was everything it needed to be. And then we had the main event of the evening, the Stadium Stampede. Mm, mm, mm. Buckle up, boys. Yes. Uh I will say this, if if you enjoy a match where they focus more on atomic drops and flippy doos, if you enjoy a match that happens only in the ring and is about men proving their manliness and not about shenaniganry, you would have hated this match. I am going to absolutely go crazy for this match right now and say this was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in professional wrestling full stop. I will even say that I was sports entertained. Yes, uh, yes. The, because the, that's that's what that's this what match this was. was. Yes. Uh, in, in an era of cinematic matches, in an era where, where people are trying to figure out how do we do professional wrestling without an actual crowd? Yeah. Uh, what can we do to make it different? Uh, Kenny Omega has decided I'm going to take this little this little uh, chunk of AEW and turn it into DDT America. Uh, yeah. Shades of the Anywhere matches from DDT. Shades of the the broken brilliance. Uh, the, the you know the the Hardy Compound matches from Impact uh, and, and just the overall goofiness of guys like Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara and Proud and Powerful. This was one of the most ridiculous, silly, and enjoyable things. I've ever seen in professional wrestling and especially after a week as shitty as this one was in the world of pro yeah. this is exactly where like I I couldn't stop laughing you could not wipe the smile off my face Dude, we were hooting and hollering yes. and just like chortling and just just enjoying the revelry of the absurdness of everything that was happening it, it happened in a okay so yeah, it happened yeah. in an empty football stadium. Yeah, yeah. Let, you know, let, let, which... Let's lay out. Let's lay out the vision of this. An empty eighty thousand person football stadium. Which for anybody else would be a total ridiculous uh, thing, expensive thing as yes. well. But the benefits of having the cons own the Jaguars is you get the access to Daly's place and the adjacent TIAA Bank Field, which yes. is where the Jaguars play. So. It's you know it took everything that happened in that um, match between um, uh, Chris and Guevara, the Sex Gods against Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega a couple weeks ago, yes. and just turned it up to the nth degree. Yes. So you know it's they started with legit football introductions. Yeah, they, for they the, had the Jaguars the cheerleaders. They had the marching yeah. band. Inner Circle came out uh, out of the corners of the stadium. Yeah. They had the the smoke and pyro and everything. Inner Circle all wearing football uniforms with uh, Inner Circle jerseys, which yeah. last I checked were not yet available on pro wrestling tees. Um, all of them had numbers that were important yeah. to them. Chris Jericho wearing number 27, his father's hockey number. Uh, Sammy Guevara th throwing out 93 the year he was born. And, of course, Proud and Powerful 5150. Clever, clever. Enjoyed that. Um, yeah. So they come out. They come out looking like a, a, a unit, a team. Yeah. And then here comes the elite. And the elite starts with the Bucks. Then we had Omega, as I hit my ring on my table. Uh, yeah. Then we had Broken Matt Hardy. And Hangman Page is nowhere to be seen. 
So already the dissension is being hinted at, and we're like, right. are, are they going to be able to work cohesively? Well, Hangman Page or not, this match needs to get started. And they have they have an AEW ring on the 50-yard line. Yep. And they set up the elite on one side of the field. They set up the inner circle on the other. Aubrey's in the middle of that ring. She blows a whistle and they charge at each other. Okay. Like it's fucking uh Civil The opening War. to X-Men the animated yes, series. Yes, yes, there you go. Exactly there you what go. I thought of like how have they not by the end of today there has to be an edit yes. of those teams running yes. towards each other to the X-Men animated series theme song oh my because God. that's what it reminded me of. And then they just start brawling. You know, they're they're they have uh trash cans and brooms and what floor assorted, signs and yeah, footballs like Sammy Guevara was beating Kenny Omega in the head with a football. football. And it's, you know, it starts out around the ring. They get into the ring for maybe like five moves. And then, um, you know, everybody goes outside of the ring to catch yeah. Sammy Guevara, do a shooting star press on everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then then it really kicks off. Yes, because, because yeah, Sammy goes go to the outside. Yeah. And he's catching his breath. And you just see this look of fear in his eyes as they cut to. Hangman Page making his way onto the field on a fucking horse. A goddamn fucking horse just galloping <laughs> down of the fucking hundred yards of a football field. And you field. can see Sammy Guevara life flash before his eyes and you realize, oh shit, this is this is the golf cart all over again. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got PTSD from the golf cart. <laughs> and he just starts running and he runs yeah. in the concourse. Right. And Hangman Page follows him right in with the horse. Yep. <laughs> so now yep. the now the guys are starting the brawl all around the stadium. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Santana and Ortiz were brawling with uh, Omega and Hardy. Santana and Ortiz were using a, a traffic cone to beat the shit out of them. Very <laughs> yes. ridiculous. Very silly. We cut back to Hangman Page, looking through the stadium tunnels to find Sammy Guevara. Can't find him. So instead, he decides to go to the bar. Yeah, typical. That's that's some um, you know that's some good character work right there. That's keeping consistent with the character established. Yes. So then we cut back to the action that's going on in the stadium, and Santana and Ortiz are just having their way with Matt Hardy. They're beating him up. They power bomb him on. Uh, they power bomb Omega on a barricade. They're beating mm -hmm. up Matt Hardy, and they throw Matt Hardy into one of the swimming pools that are set up in. <laughs> The stadium, which in and of itself right. is one of the weirder things about the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, TIA field. Yeah. They have swimming pools, but, you know, they're in Florida. They can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as they are beating him up, well, first they throw him in and then they decide to go after him, at which point Ortiz <laughs> mentions that he can't swim. Yeah, in a three foot deep pool. Yes, uh, so hysterically. And as this was happening, you know, we're joking to each other as we're watching this um, that, man, I, ho I hope this is a lake of reincarnation bit. And lo and behold, yes. moments later, as Santana and Ortiz are legitimately drowning Matt Hardy in, yes. in this pool, they cut to a uh, an underwater or like on the other side of the plexiglass camera yes. of underwater Matt Hardy giving the, uh, you know, his little uh, the, symbol. The, yeah, the finger hand, guns. Gang sign. Thing. Yeah, because he's then, old school Matt Hardy. Yeah, and then they dunk him again. Yeah, and all of a sudden, breaking the fourth wall, uh, Matt facts appear on the screen along with like a little YouTube player, 
And yeah. Santana and Ortiz can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah, like, they're, they're looking at it. What the fuck is going on? And here comes version one, Matt. He's throwing yep. up the V1. He's fighting them a whole to do. <laughs> and then they, you know, proud and powerful get control again. They choke him back down. And then here comes broken Matt. Here comes Damascus. And, you know, yeah. they, they start rolling out. But fucking version one is definitely my favorite matt hardy of all the matt oh. hardy so to have that come back along with the matt facts well done everybody well and to avoid copyright they called it matt or a uh, fact yes yes <laughs> that's true and and they mentioned one of those facts he can hold his breath for 348 seconds underwater right yeah which is just fucking ridiculous so then he fights them out of uh out of the pool oh, god and then uh, um uh, what <laughs> Oh. I was just gonna say when they were cutting back to him underwater and he's throwing yeah. that, his shit eating grin <laughs> under the water, ten out of ten. Yeah, but as as you were, I'm sorry. <laughs> full on goofy smile. So he gets out of the pool. Ortiz. Then uh, there's a wheelchair there and duct tape for uh, unknown reasons. But uh, Matt Hardy sets Ortiz up in the wheelchair, tapes him to the wheelchair. Uh, was it Santana or was it Ortiz? Well, he he rings the stadium bell. Oh yeah, which, the stadium. Now. Yeah, which very Looney Tunes esque moment where Ortiz is just shaking because the sound was yeah. so crazy and he can't and he can't deal with it. So then he puts uh, he puts Ortiz in the wheelchair and wraps it with duct tape as he's still convulsing and shaking and everything. Right. Uh, then he takes Santana over to a, an ice chest, wrestles yeah. him around a little bit, and then throws him into a uh, an ice chest, and then locks him in there with a a broom over the uh, over the uh, the doors, saying something about this should uh, help the inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut back into the arena. Jake Hager's gone looking for Hangman Page, and he realizes, oh, Page must be at the bar. So they have a moment. Where they're at the bar, and very Roadhouse esque, Paige says to Hager, "Do you come to drink or fight?" So they each take a quick drink, and then they start brawling. And yeah, how about breaking, both? Yeah, they're breaking pool cues, and uh, uh, Paige got choke slammed on the pool table by Hager, which looked like it sucked. Yeah, the hardest part of the pool table. <laughs> yes, yes, as as you wonderfully <laughs> called while we were watching that. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting and everything. And here comes K Omega and he just starts breaking bottles over the head of Jake Hager, yeah. just smashing him over his head. And then, uh, Omega and, uh, page to get on the same, well, page beat the shit out of, uh, uh, Jake Hager, including a buckshot lariat off of Kenny Omega's back. Beautiful. Which was just gorgeous. Hager went over the bar down goes Hager. And then Omega and Paige toast with milk and whiskey. You forgot the funniest. Well, one of oh. the funnier parts. Oh, sorry. Is it after the choke slam onto the pool table? Yeah. Uh, Hager carries uh, Paige over to the bar, lays him down, stomach oh, first yes, in the bar, yes. and then shoves and drags him, him down across the, bar. the entire bar. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah which Fantastic. had to be like a, a, a weird, fun moment for Hangman Page. It's like I'm going to get dragged across the bar like they do in the westerns. Yep. Yeah, that was that was great. So that took care of Hager. So Hager's out of the question here. So three of five men are down. Yes. So now we're left with Jericho and Sammy Guevara. We go back to um, the field area, and yes. we've got. Uh, is this where uh, the Bucks were setting up the ladder on the goalpost? Uh, we we got there uh, eventually. Um, we, okay. Am exactly... I missing some parts here? Uh, I'm trying to see when that happened. 
Um, you know what? That might have already happened. Uh, there was oh, a yeah. point where there was a a moonsault by uh, Nick Jackson, or sorry, Matt Jackson. Uh, he did. Uh, he took a fifteen foot ladder, climbed onto the goalposts, and did a moonsault. Uh, to Jericho and uh, Sammy, I think. Yeah, and Nick. Yes. Um, <laughs> so what's happening is Matt Jackson starts doing the Northern Light suplexes. Right. His, his ongoing series of Northern Light suplexes on the Sammy Guevara, and then we cut over. He starts in the elite end zone doing yes. these. Yes. And then we cut over. Nick Jackson and Jericho are fighting, including uh, Jericho hitting Nick with a first down chain, which again looked like it sucked. Yeah. Well, we cut back, and Matt is still hitting suplexes, and they're on the 50-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut back. Uh, Jericho and, and Nick Jackson are fighting, including Nick just chucking uh, footballs at Jericho's head. Yeah. Jericho throws Nick into the mouth of uh, a giant Jaguar mascot. Uh, then Jericho hits the Jaguar's mascot himself with a Judas effect. Yeah. Which was amazing. Um Jericho then goes to hit uh, Nick with a baseball bat, Floyd the Bat. Floyd, yeah. Gets a two count, and he says he's challenging the play. So yeah, he, he, throws and Al- a red, he throws a coach's challenge because yeah. he's the team captain. So he and Aubrey go into the replay tent to take a look at that two count. <laughs> and Aubrey, to her uh, delight, goes, uh, you're not even supposed to be in here. And she says, you're a shitty referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the call still stands. Yeah. Then we cut back. Matt is finishing his suplex series, takes yep. him into the end zone. <laughs> he legit spikes Sammy on his head. <laughs> does an end zone dance. Does an end zone dance, but gets penalized by Rick Knox for excessive celebration. He throws a flag on it. So yeah. Matt super kicks Rick Knox. Yep. Fantastic. And then Matt goes to join Nick in yeah. fighting Jericho on the yeah. sideline. Uh, there's a table set up and then Jericho's laid out on the table. So yeah. then Matt uh, goes up into the uh, into the bowl, yeah. climbs, you know, goes to the top of the section and then runs all the way down the steps. Yes. Jumps up onto the barricade and then does was he, he does a, uh, like a, a plancha or oh, it was just, a, I forget it, what just he, like splash. a general splash. I, I, general splash. I, I, I was thinking he would do like a, a swanton or something, but it right. ended up just doing a general splash. Put Jericho through a table. So here comes Adam Page, drinking hand with the uh, field chalk, and just does a line over Jericho's body. And then uh, Gravara. There's only one left. So yeah, Sammy's there's... left. They cut to Sammy. He's crawling across the field, um, you know, in, in desperation. Yes. He stops and then the he sprinklers gets hit, turn yeah, on. Yeah, the sprinklers turn on, hit, start hitting him in the face. Right. He he wakes up. He thinks he, because he's the only guy around. Oh, I won. I won the match. Last man standing. I won the match. And he turns around. And as he turns around, he hears the rumble. Of a golf cart. It was beautifully framed too, because they yeah. like pan, they like zoom out on Sammy, and in the same frame you see the golf cart. <laughs> they turn the headlights on, like it's a fucking horror movie. Matt uh, Hardy's driving it with Kenny Omega sticking out the side again, just like uh, a couple weeks ago. And then they start, uh, they start chasing him down the fucking football field. Yeah, beautiful. And, and uh, credit to all parties here, because you had, uh, you had Omega and Hardy in the golf cart. Mm-hmm. You had Gravara just booking it down a football field. Yeah, trucking. And the one that I didn't notice until it got pointed out in a GIF 
Bryce is on the sideline yeah. running the entire way. Yep. Hats off to you, Bryce. Yeah, he got his cardio in. Yeah. So he's running down the whole field. He runs up into the stands. He gets chased by Kenny Omega. And what and happens Matt Hardy. Uh, and Matt Hardy. Well, what happens is Guevara is fighting and then he gets distracted by the return of a Matt Hardy drone. It's the Neo one. It's the yeah. new drone that distracts Guevara long enough for Omega to get the advantage. And then the finish of the match is a one wing angel off the stands through easily a 10, 12, 15 foot drop onto. I mean, it was clearly a gimmicked like platform, yeah. but yeah. still a one wing angel off the stands into this. Gigantic it was probably bigger than that. It was probably match. closer to 20 feet. Yeah. What is up there? He got some hang time. One of the craziest things I've ever seen, especially in the replays. And of yeah. course, that gets the three count. One, two, three. Matt Jackson does a Gatorade bath to Kenny Omega, and the Elite poses on the field at the end with the fireworks going off, wrapping up the first ever stadium stampede. One of the craziest Man. professional wrestling segments you will ever see. It was just delightful. Yeah, yeah. I, it was I so I, much fun. I I don't know. I don't know how one rates something like this versus your Okada Tanahashi's, your Flair Steamboats, your, uh, you know, all of these classic matches. But that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Uh, it, I, I've said it last year during Double or Nothing that the version of, of professional wrestling that AEW is presenting is keenly in my wheelhouse. Yeah. This furthered it. This was ridiculous, insane, and most importantly, fun. Uh, especially in a week as depressing as this, in a time yeah. overall as soul-crushing as this, to have uh, a 35-minute, 45-minute match that was just pure fun from the jump and never let up. Um, well done by all 10 competitors in the match. Yeah. Well done, AEW. Just... Fan fucking tastic. Highest possible yeah. recommendation if you didn't catch it live. Congratulations to AEW for doing the impossible, which is putting a match together that gets so highly regarded that includes Jake Hager. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Yeah, Macho Man 2K10, still alive. 
coming at you. Will be for years to come. It's my hip hop comeback. Ooh yeah, I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I'm gonna grab a hold of Miss Elizabeth and that butthole rabbit. She likes it back there with my gray hair. I'm gonna put it inside. I'm jumping it everywhere. Yeah, you like the Macho Man coming at you, brother. I'm gonna grab a pillow and then I'm gonna smother you after we do it. After we screw it, I'm in the buff. I'm making stuff. I'm gonna fuck you when you're gone. What? Can we not do that? Is that not... Why are you shaking your head in the booth? Make it a hidden track on the album. All right, that's it. I'm taking out somebody here. Honky Tonk Man with his dong in his hand walking around real strong in the southern states land. He's a racist. He uses the N-word. He's like a dog. He's in the backyard eating his own turds. He's a wrestler with a beer gut. He's had 17 wives in each. One's a slut. I did one in the back, one in the front, one in the mouth. The last one really had a smelly country music was his gimmick. He loved to strum his guitar. He never got far besides the icy title. Hey, speaking of which, that Dolph Ziggler kid's really turning into something. Oh, he hasn't been hired yet. Sorry, I'm just predicting the future. Make this a hidden track on the album. Make it a hidden track. I'm coming at him with something else. Here we go, yeah. CM Punk, he'll never quit. The guy's the shit, he's the best. CM Punk, he's the world. He's got two soft breasts covered in tattoos. He doesn't trust the Jews. He did, what? What do you mean that's anti-Semitic? Is that not a thing? Oh, fuck you. I once saw him barely tip a kid at a Jewish delicatessen. Oh, God, if we don't get this, I'm gonna have a stroke.